Welcome back to Ready For, a podcast dedicated to equipping college parents with the tools they need to have meaningful conversations with their students. I'm Logan Newkirk, a residence director at Belmont University. On this podcast, produced by members from the Office of Residence Life, we speak with guests that we consider experts of the topic that we're discussing. In this episode, Keelan and Shelby are speaking with Dr. Adrienne Sternberg, the Associate Dean of Students and Director of Student Leadership Development. They're speaking with her about campus involvement, which encompasses campus leadership, student clubs and organizations, Greek life, just to name a few of the many opportunities that students have to find a place to plug into the community. Almost all university staff that a college student interacts with on a college campus was more than likely involved in some aspect of campus activity when they themselves were in their undergraduate years. So this is a topic that we feel very passionate about. At the end of the day, we want our students to reap every benefit they can from being involved in the college community around them. We think that you'll hear that passion in this episode's discussion with Dr. Sternberg. when helping their student navigate getting involved on campus? Uh, I would say let them explore. They have time. There's no rush. Um, I've spoken with incoming freshmen uh, who have had like so much anxiety, like I have to figure out the next two and a half years. And I'm like, wait a minute, this is your first week of, you know, freshman year. Uh, in college, so I would I would say that it's important for parents to allow students the opportunity to explore. This is an adventure. This is a journey that we're all on, and to really encourage their students to um, enjoy the process um, that they've now you know plugged into college life. Um, I would say um, they could you know give subtle reminders about listening to what uh, folks like the Division of Student Affairs and Student Life uh, recommend for students um, to get plugged into. They can remind students about those things as they hear them throughout orientation. But I would say one of the most important things is to make sure that the pressure is off um, because um, I've seen that sort of work against the students. Um, and then, you know, I would say it's uh, to, for students, it, along with their parents, to sort of view the campus as like Candyland. I know that may sound a little, you know, crazy, but I mean, there's just so much to explore. So uh, taking the pressure off, encouraging them to explore, and then just um, letting them go at their own pace. For sure. Yeah. I would say that those are some important things. Mm-hmm. Do you think there's anything that could be added to that as far as when students kind of get um, disengaged or upset if uh, one organization they okay. start joining doesn't really work for them or they sure. don't really like it. Par- how parents can kind of help them navigate through like an experience mm-hmm. like that. I would say maybe uh, one for the students to explore some things that they're interested in first. What interests them? What are they passionate about? Or what do they enjoy doing? What kinds of people do they like to be around? Because we get to choose that, right? We get to choose our own communities of people that we want to be a part of. So I would say that uh, students should encourage students to, even if it's like, make a little list for yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, I still do that. Like, you know, maybe once a month, what am I interested in doing this uh, this month? What am I interested in reading? Mm-hmm. What am I interested in watching? What am I interested in binge watching? What am I interested in eating? Um, and sometimes when you sort of write those things out for yourself and you sort of see them, it can be like some um, fun goals that you set for yourself. I think once you understand what your interests are, 
then the kinds of people that you want to be around, it's kind of, it's a little easier to determine who those groups of people are, what that student organization is. Um, and then I would say, uh, be okay with trying something, encourage the students to be okay with trying something that is out of their norm. So mm -hmm. if all through high school, I did, I, I was a part of the uh, chess or checkers community, mm -hmm. I would do something different like, I think I want to explore being a part of the golf, commu golf community, folks yeah. who like to, play, to like to play golf. Because there may be something fun uh, in that community that I've never experienced before. And if you're going to do things like that, then this is the time mm -hmm. um, to uh, engage in new things, um, you know, to see if it is something that you're yeah. interested in. My husband, um, he didn't get involved with rugby until he's, and that was the community that he was a part of. In undergrad, uh, he didn't get involved with it until maybe his the end of his junior year, and now he still plays today. So he wasn't really sure that he was, you know, interested in that, but he was open to the idea. And so when someone came to him and presented the idea to him, because he was open to it, he found a new community of people, a new sport that he loves, um, and continues to play to this day. So I'd say for parents. I would say encourage your students, again, with it being exploration, this being Candyland, this being a journey, to be open mm -hmm. to things that they might not normally have thought that, oh, I can engage with in that experience. So encourage those students to take advantage of what's available. Yeah, I think you hit on something that's really, uh, that I talk to my guys a lot about. Okay. Um, you know, I work in the all-male expression community, uh -huh. but I... Uh, college is really the first time where they're getting to do this on their own yes. and you hit on that so often when we're growing up the people that we're surrounded by mm -hmm. are children of our parents friends, friends <laughs> or they're invested in those things right yeah so you get here and you're this is the first time where you are creating your yes. own experience yes and i think it's important that people here like it's a chance to explore that and for parents to encourage their students like this is your time Maybe so as a parent, maybe I was involved in Greek life. Okay. And maybe I want you to try that, but if you don't want to do it, that's okay. That's okay. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I think it's so important that, that um, parents be open to that, that way of thinking as well and, and not have so many things pre-planned and pre-arranged for their children, Definitely. for their students. Uh, and be okay with them chartering, chartering their own path. Mm -hmm. Yes. You know, I did so many things in undergrad that my mom, you know, didn't do or didn't have access to um but she she loved me bringing home new things that I was experiencing like telling those stories to her so yeah this is this is theirs this is this is what you say this is your experience this is your journey so I, I think it's important for them to encourage that yeah and encouraging the learning outside of the classroom because I think some parents just come in and say you're here for your academics but there's so much more to it than absolutely that. so I think encouraging that piece um, and that narrative to students when they get here is really important. It is. Yeah. So important. Yeah. So you talked a little bit about the students who try something new. Like okay. You need to get out. You need to try something new. Okay. On the opposite end of the spectrum, you have the students who want to do every single thing. They're almost seems like a glorification of being busy. busy. They uh -huh. love hearing that they're busy. Yeah. To you, what is the balance between like that hyper busy and trying to find something? When should a student know they've made it in terms of student engagement? Sure. Well, I'll start by saying uh, with students, you cannot do everything. Mm -hmm. 
And if you want to be a young woman or a young man of your word or a person of your word, then you cannot commit yourself to everything. Because what you'll do is when, when you do that, that hyper um, involvement, when you do that, you're gonna let some group, some person, some project down. And then you don't wanna completely not be engaged at all. So I would, I would say that a, a good balance would be maybe choose like one or two things. You know, I, it took me some time in undergrad um, to, I guess, find my place because I was one of the students. It was um, not only did my parents, you know, stress the importance of the classroom and the academic piece. And not only was I the first to attend and complete college of seven children. So it was, there was a lot of pressure there. Um, I had a scholarship that required that I maintain a very high GPA. So it took me some time, like the end of my sophomore year, to be comfortable with branching out and saying, okay, I think I'm comfortable enough to engage in this uh, particular student group or this activity. Um, So it took some time for me, and I told you all even before the podcast, I said I did some things in undergrad that I would advise against. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I wish I just would have had a little bit more confidence in my ability to perform and do the academic piece so that I could explore more. Uh, because the relationships and the friendships that I had in undergrad, those are the folks that I still have friendships with today. Yes. You know, those are the folks that along my career who got me plugged into my first job in the, in corporate America, you know, it's because of the relationships that I built with people outside of the classroom. And so I would say a good balance would be first, again, find out what you're interested in, maybe one thing, and then one thing that you have no clue about, explore that. But you don't have to be everywhere doing everything. You know, I think students today are exposed to so much. You know, we do have a lot that is available to students on this campus, but you can have great impact in one or two areas. Mm -hmm. It's like we'd rather you focus in on those one or two areas and do an excellent job than to be busy. I'm not impressed by, you know, and neither are hiring managers impressed by your busyness. Mm-hmm. And I've, I've not seen it work out well for students who pile it on. Mm-hmm. I've not. I've seen it work against them where there's a, you know, a they get time burned of, out. Like a, I'm sorry? They get burned out. They get burned out. There's a breakdown. It, they feel overwhelmed. And then here you are with the students who've plugged into one or two things just as happy as they can be. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, I've not seen that work out. You can be great in the sphere that you're in. You don't have to be in many, many, many places. There is a lyric that I'm going to quote here. Lauren Hill said it in one of her songs. She says, I was on the humble, but you're on every station. And I think when it's when you're on every station like that, talking about she was making reference to a radio station, mm-hmm. like then you have less of an impact and mm-hmm. people aren't as appreciative or surprised. They're like, oh, they're in this group, this group, this group, that group, this group, you know, they're on every mm-hmm. station. Yeah. Being on the humble, the opposite is just where well, I've plugged in, I've invested, I'm committed mm-hmm. and commitment to something over a longer period of time, I think works out more to a student's advantage and the group that they're serving or they're working through. So, you know, take your time in the beginning, find something that you're interested in, find something that you know nothing about to plug into and be okay with that, be content. And then once you spend your time being focused in that group and say it doesn't work out and you're like, ah, that, I'm, that, I'm not interested, but at least I tried it. Mm-hmm. 
you can say at least I had six months a year with this group and now I'm off to explore something else. Mm -hmm. You don't have to keep piling it on. This isn't a six layer, seven layer salad. You, right. you know, we're just, we're trying to be excellent lettuce or excellent tomatoes, you know? Right, yeah. <laughs> I think that alone will help students navigate their strengths and their weaknesses too. Yes. And their skill set mm -hmm. and help them navigate that whenever they become a professional out in the world. Um, to be able to say like I tried this yep. and I realized this wasn't my strength or my area of passion so then that kind of eliminates something that they're kind of playing around with in their mind when they're maybe not sure about what they want to do exactly yeah it's like I'd rather have clarity and focus over confusion and busyness and be worn out and overwhelmed yeah so so true so true you had sort of mentioned this a little bit of things that you were involved in undergrad do you mind just sharing a little bit about what that was sure you know, I would advise against something. I would advise against uh, going to class, going to the library, and going to your room, like I did for about a year, because it was a lot of pressure. Um, so I would definitely advise against that. It wasn't until I poked my head out and became engaged in things on campus, maybe my second semester, sophomore year. But previously, I was involved more in my church because that was that was the prearranged setup for me. That's where my parents got me plugged in. My parents' friends were there. We were all friends, and you know we're friends to this day. But that was, I was still comfortable with my group. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until second semester, sophomore year, um, there was there were two young ladies who helped me, one in the dorm. She was my um, RA. And I remember her sitting, I still remember this. This is so crazy, it was so long ago. But I remember Joy, was her name Joy Green. Um, I remember her coming to me and she's like, hey, I'm your RA. And she sat down on the ground with me just to chat with me. And that meant so much to me. I said, oh, she's a very nice person. Now, I didn't know that she was a part of, of a sorority, but she's just being nice. Mm -hmm. And then I remember the next uh, time I engaged with another person was I was lost in a building. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know where I was going. And I still, look, I still hadn't declared my major. I don't think I declared my major um, until maybe first semester junior year. Mm -hmm but I turned out all right. <laughs> but I was lost in a building and then there was another young woman and she saw me, she saw that I was lost. And she was just like, can I help you? And I was like, you know, I don't know where I'm going. And I remember her directing me to where I needed to go. And um, then she told me about sorority life. Now, I don't know how she found me that day or maybe she just saw something in me that she thought was special, but she was just like, hey, you should, you should come from, to this information session. Came to the information session, long story short, there were 16 of us who um, joined the organization at that time, and I got voted in to be the president. Uh. As a sophomore, everyone was uh, seniors and juniors. And so, but I didn't know that I had interest in it. No one in my family has ever done sorority life. Remember, I am the first to attend mm -hmm. and complete college of my entire family. So when I began to tell my parents about it, they're like, what is it? You're about to do what? <laughs> you know, so there was no like legacy. You know, my mom's 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 mom was a mm. part of this organization, but I was exploring. Mm. So I got engaged in it and I be, I, there were skills in me that I had learned in the classroom. Check this out, okay? Because I was into the books, but there were skills that I learned in the classroom and, and from my upbringing that I could finally put into practice. And so that's why the co-curricular is so important. Mm -hmm. You can learn, listen, I, I was a pretty much straight A student. I did really well. Mm -hmm. And I, I knew my stuff. I studied hard and I value education, 
Um, but until you get a chance to practice and put what you're learning into practice, that stuff doesn't click and it doesn't register and it's, it, it's kind of like you regurgitating mm -hmm. back what the, what the professor has said to you. Mm -hmm. And so it makes learning so much more meaningful. So I was engaged in sorority life. And then um, one thing I did on the side, I wouldn't necessarily call it engagement. It was, it was out of necessity mm -hmm. um, because I was the first to attend college and I was on scholarship. It didn't pay for my books, but I won seven talent shows in a row <laughs> because a student organization put on this talent show and they were giving away $500 cash every semester they had a talent show and I won that talent show because I needed to pay for my books yes. so it was out of necessity that I got engaged <laughs> because if I didn't engage in with this group and the student org and what they were doing that I wouldn't have any books for the semester again that was something that I had you know I had you know I sang for a, a while and I, I, I knew I could at least try and I wasn't really too familiar with the student org, but I was like, I know I need these books. <laughs> so I was engaged in that as well. But other than that, I didn't do too much, and there are parts of me that wishes I did more. I wish I did more um, because I feel like um, I could I could have, you know, had more relationships with people. Um, one thing that I did do toward the end is I began to go to another college campus with one of my prearranged friends in my life. <laughs> I remember she went to Western Kentucky University and I would travel because I lived in Louisville, Kentucky and I went to the University of Louisville. So I would just travel up the road. It was like, you know, Bowling Green's like an hour and a half. And I would just engage with them because I went back to my prearranged group. But I wish that I just would have explored a little bit more mm -hmm. because it's a, it's a good time to explore. And so... Um, I became more comfortable after I graduated undergrad, but when I look back at it, it's like, oh my goodness, I wish I were a little bit more open mm -hmm. because when I get, and there's, and you should be excellent in your work. You should do well in your academics. You should do well in what you do in the classroom. But I look back at it and I was just like, oh my goodness, I wish I just, I don't have any stories to tell my kids, yeah. you know, <laughs> of college because I, I wasn't as engaged as I wish I would have been and I wish I would have relaxed a little bit more because mm -hmm. everything works out like everything was gonna work out okay mm -hmm. and I was just so stuck on those books mm -hmm. and you know getting the A++ <laughs> when no one asked for my transcript besides the time <laughs> I'm you know uh, transitioning from undergrad to master's and then master's to the doctoral program mm -hmm. but no one really asked for that but um, I, you know, because there's, we're so international, we're so global here on Belmont's campus. My hope for parents would be that they would just encourage students to meet new people and explore and, and get outside their comfort zone, um, if anything, so that they can gain experience, you know, have experience uh, being, you know, global leaders and being, uh, thinking globally. But then other than that, just to have some more people that you can connect to and have community with, you know, you my friend group is like United Nations <laughs> and that's because I was open to that so I would encourage parents to encourage their students to be that same way yeah yeah I mean you hit the nail on the head and I, I I when we my parents don't know what I do right okay I talk to them all the time they have no idea what my job actually entails and okay. I try to tell people so I try to tell them Learning happens in two ways in college, okay. right? Like you learn so much in the classroom yes. about how you are going to operate in your job. Yes. Those job functions. How you learn to be an adult and how you learn to be a functioning member of society yes. comes from the student affairs side of work that we do. Yes. And the sweet spot for our students 
is being invested in the classroom, yes. but also being invested in that citizen aspect yes. of being in student leadership on campus. Absolutely, absolutely. It's the it's the space where you get to practice. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we don't want you to go to the job and not do a good job. We right. want you to be excellent. <laughs> we want you to do well. But on the student affairs side, student life side, you can mess up. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, and we say, hey, look, we're just practicing. Now we have rules, right? Mm -hmm. We have our brewing guide. There's some things you can't mess up on, right? <laughs> but generally speaking, when it comes down to being a, a a good citizen on this campus, in this community, in this world, oh my goodness, the practice is outside of the classroom mm -hmm. for sure. You know. Well, they, and students never have an opportunity like this again once they their undergraduate career is over. That's it. That's so true. They don't. There's just no other environment that's like this where they can really thrive and yeah. explore who they are and explore other people. That's so true. I'm thinking about it, and I'm like, that's so true. Because yeah. by the time you get to the master's level, you have some more additional responsibilities in your in your life. Mm -hmm. You may have a couple loans that are coming to you in your name. Uh, you may have a couple of bills that are coming to you in your name, and um, you may have job responsibilities, mm -hmm. and you're expected to do well. So, you know, undergrad is just such a special time. Mm -hmm. yeah, <laughs> yeah, such yeah. a special time. <laughs> yes. And, um, you know, it, it can be hard to, you know, communicate that to someone while they're in it, right? They mm -hmm. may not get it while they're in it, but if I have a parent, someone who I love and trust, and, and they want the best for me, you know, my parent wants the best for me. My parents wanted the best for me. Then I'm going to listen to them. I might not look like I'm listening to them, right? I may look past you or something, you know, like, you know, young people do. You know, I'm a young adult. I'm in college now. You know, know I'm 19. Like, what's your, you know, I was 18 when I went to, when I started undergrad. And so it's just like, yeah. But I think back to that time now, you know, I'd uh, be 39 tomorrow. And I just think about how many things that I have to, I still have to learn. And how grown I thought I was in undergrad. <laughs> like, I'm a young adult. It's like, oh my goodness. You know, there were things in my brain that hadn't even developed yet. And so that's why it's just such a special time of exploration and practice and finding out what you like and what you don't like. And, you know, um, both of them are equally as important. And so um, there are some times I'm like, oh, I wish I could get back to undergrad. But you can't. You're, you're so right, Shelby. You cannot. Get this time back. Spend it wisely. Build relationships with people. Have friends. Do something unique. Join the swim team. I don't know. <laughs> the community swim team. <laughs> there you go. <laughs>Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed that conversation. We hope it leads to good discussion between you and your student. We believe that students being involved outside the classroom can only maximize their learning and their entire college experience. As always, if you have any questions or comments, please email us at readyforpodcast at belmont.edu. That's R-E-A-D-Y-F-O-R podcast at belmont.edu. The Ready For team has the goal to deliver helpful, quality content that equips college parents for meaningful conversations with their students. I'm Logan Newkirk, and this has been Ready For.